creativity and doing creative things is a really healthy form of self-care that enough of us do not do as adults. Today on the podcast, I thought I would talk about what is probably my most talked about and most recommended book that I have read in the last couple of years, which is The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. I'm pretty sure I've already mentioned it on the podcast before, but I thought it would be really fun to do an episode around one of the core concepts of The Artist's Way, which is an artist's date this week, because we are coming up to Valentine's Day. And what better time to talk about taking ourselves on creative dates or artist's dates then Valentine's Day. As you know, I'm a big believer in self-love and self-appreciation and self-celebration and self-compassion and obviously self-care. And self-care is doing things that help you feel good, that help you um, take care of yourself. And one of the ways we take care of ourselves or we can take care of ourselves is really simply just adding more joy to our lives. And so that is why I want to talk about creative dates today and The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron, because I think if you do one thing for yourself this Valentine's Day, if you give yourself one gift of love, and by the way, do give yourself a Valentine's treat because you don't have to wait for love and validation from other people. You can give that to yourself. But if you do one thing for yourself this Valentine's Day, Please let it be taking yourself on a creative date and possibly getting yourself a copy of The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. So let me first of all talk about The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. You may or may not have heard of it. You may have heard me mention it before, but more than likely you've heard it mentioned by someone else because everyone is raving about this book all the time. It's it's an old book. It's written in like the 90s, I think. Most of her work, I think, before The Artist's Way was mostly like screenplays, um, scripts, and, and that kind of work. She's done a lot of other things since then as well. And The Artist's Way was a book that she created off of um, a course that she previously built for other creatives struggling with creative block that came off the back of her just having a conversation with one of her um, creative friends around how she deals with creative block. So the whole concept of the book is this program. It's it's uh, written and formatted in this form of a program. There's 12 weeks. Each chapter is a different week and each week has um, some readings, some like short essays uh, on different themes that you read. And then there are tasks and exercises that you do as part of that and in relation to the readings to help you move past creative block. That's how it's pitched. However, I would say that The Artist's Way is definitely a book that is more about reconnecting with your creativity than it is just a book for blocked artists or block create blocked creatives to overcome creative block. And that's why since I've read it, I try and recommend it to so many people because for me, when I bought The Artist's Way, that's why I bought it because I was feeling blocked creatively. I was about halfway into my first full year as a creative business owner and struggling with 
enjoying the process of creating now that it was actually my work. And so that's why I bought The Artist's Way because I had heard it mentioned by other people saying that it was a book that helped them get over a creative block. I It's one of those books that always seemed to be on recommended reading lists and always just being mentioned in like the ether, like one of those books that just always, it was in the back of my head. I'd always heard of it. So I bought it for that reason. But when I read it, it was much more than just that for me. It was really a book that helped me reconnect with just the joy of creativity and also to bring some self-awareness to why maybe for myself and for many of us, it is something that we kind of deem as a childish thing that, you know, having creative hobbies and doing creative things just for the sake of creating is something that you do as a kid, as a pastime, or it's something that you do as a job because you're really, really good at it. And so you're a successful artist and that there's no in-between of that. But I really disagree. I think that there is an in-between. I think that creativity and doing creative things is a really healthy form of self-care that enough of us do not do as adults. Obviously, I am biased because I am a creative person. I run a creative business and I do a lot of creative things. But I'm also coming at this from a point of view of doing creative things as self-care in my adult, my adulthood when I started off in my career as teaching, doing creative things outside of my job just for myself to experience the joy of creating things is what led me to having a creative job and building a career off of doing things that I love doing because they bring me joy. So I believe that creative self-care is a very joyful thing. I believe enough of us as adults don't prioritize joy as part of our self-care and just doing things that bring us joy when we're not doing the things that we find heavy. I think that life is hard enough without depriving ourselves of joy just because we've maybe internalized that the things that bring us joy are childish um, and um, breaking that narrative. So that is why today I'm going to share with you seven creative dates that I highly encourage you to try out this month. But I should preface that by saying the reason I'm sharing creative date ideas is the artist way. Yes, it's a 12-week program, as I already said, and there's readings and then there's exercises that you do based on those readings every week. But there are also two core practices that you are supposed to do every week as part of um, the program when you're following the artist's way. One of those is the morning pages, which I have definitely mentioned on here before. But the other part of it is what Julia Cameron calls the artist's date. I'm renaming it to creative dates today because I know that there are definitely going to be some of you listening to this saying, I'm not an artist, so I'm not going to take myself on an artist date. This isn't for me. So we're saying creative. But the idea behind the artist date or the creative date is doing one thing each week to fill into your creative well. I think that ties so beautifully to this podcast because we're all about filling into your cup. And we know if you've listened to episode one about where the podcast name come from comes from, um, when I say pour into your cup, I'm not just talking about self-care. I'm talking about 
pouring into your emotional cup, into your physical well-being cup, into all of your different cups in your well-being cupboard. And so this week we are pouring into our creative cups or our joy cups um, through creative dates, taking inspiration from Julia Cameron's Artist Way. So with all of that out of the way, let's dive into seven creative date ideas that you can try out this month to fill into your creative well or your creative cup. So number one is a really fun and easy entry point for all of us, and that is to go on a photography walk. And you don't need a camera to do this. You you can use the camera on your phone. Every phone has a camera today. I, I don't really know of a phone that doesn't have a camera today. It doesn't have to be super good quality because that's not the point of the exercise. The point of the exercise is just to take yourself out for a walk and be mindful of the things around you that spark joy, that inspire you, that want make you want to stop and pause and look at them a little bit more and leaning into that feeling by stopping and looking at them and taking a photograph. So a lot of you may not know, before I did Laura Jane illustrations, I did lifestyle blogging and my kind of entry point into lifestyle blogging was really like photo photo walks. I really loved the idea of learning photography. I bought myself my first DSLR camera. I think after a year of living in London, I wasn't living there very long. Um, it was my first I remember my, like my first big purchase, um, my big, my first big girl purchase, having like been working for a year and earning a salary and kind of like using my savings on something for myself. And I just loved taking that camera out um, and going to different places with Joe and just taking photographs of the city, of people, um, and learning photography. And I think that it, I have so many photos from my time in London and all of the different places that we visited because I did that, because I took photographs and I kind of went to places with the intention of taking interesting photographs and kind of always pushing myself to see what else I could capture or to try out a new thing with my camera. Um, But you can absolutely pare that down and just use your camera phone and start looking at the places that you go every day, whether that's your commute or just local trails around you, or maybe taking a drive or a train or a bus to um, a city near you and going for a photo walk and taking pictures of things and people and places that interest you, that just spark a little something inside in you. Number two is to enroll in a creative course. Now, obviously you could do this in person. I'm sure there are lots of like classes or clubs that you could join, but I'm going to say do it online as this creative date. This is something that I have started doing. I kind of did it a little bit last year, but it's one of my goals for 2024 is to watch the many, many Domestica courses that I have bought and enrolled in and never watched instead of sitting down and watching Netflix. So I do my own 
gel nails. If you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen me sharing that before. And when I do my nails, which is like maybe like once every other or once every three weeks, I usually like put something on on Netflix, a movie, or on Disney Plus. But I've decided to use that time to just watch some creative courses on Domestica. And the reason I love Domestica is the courses are very beautifully put together, very beautifully edited. And so it really does feel like sitting down and watching just a creative series on Netflix, but obviously it's not. And the other thing I love about Domestica Domestica courses is such a huge chunk of the course is just about the creative or the artist sharing their story, sharing their inspiration and sharing their processes before they give you like a project to try it out yourself. So you really can just sit and watch. You don't have to follow along. You can enroll in a course of something that just interests you without having to commit to a new craft or a new hobby. So my current one is I have enrolled in lots of um, sewing courses because something about textiles and textile art is just really calling to me at the moment, but I'm not investing in buying a sewing machine yet. (laughs) I just want to sit and watch these classes and courses about sewing and creating patterns and upcycling fabrics because there's something about that right now that really excites me. And every time I watch TikToks about things like sewing and textile art, it gets me really excited and inspired about creating things, even though the creative work that I do is completely different. So Number two, enroll in some creative courses and just watch them without feeling like you need to commit to doing the craft that you're really learning about. Watch, see what see what it see what it feels like, and and then if you feel so inclined, you can invest in that craft or project. Number three is to finish or start a home project or to create a mood board about how you would like to restyle or redecorate a room in your home or a part of a room. So there's a few different parts to this one because I also want to make the point that creative dates don't have to be something that you invest in financially. I know that for many of us, taking up new projects, taking up new crafts, buying the supplies, doing creative things, we can associate it with, I need to spend money. And you don't have to, you don't have to spend money to get something from doing something creative. You can do creative things with what you have at home. You can do creative things without even having supplies. The idea is not about spending money or even about creating an end product or like having something to show for what you did, but more about sparking that sense of creativity, that sense of curiosity, and that feeling of inspiration in you by doing actions that are creative and make you feel creatively inspired. So that's why I've said finish or start a home project that you've already started or If you're not in the process of doing a home project or you don't have the budget to do a home project, get on Pinterest, start collecting pins or make a mood board on Canva and reimagining 
the rooms in your home, if you had a budget tomorrow, how would you restyle your living room or your home office or your bedroom or even a section of it? What would you do to make that different and start creating some mood boards around restyling your spaces to give you inspiration for maybe little things that you could start to save up for to buy or little things that you could move around in your spaces or add to your spaces from what you already have at home home to give it a new look or a new feel. Number four kind of takes inspiration from that, but instead of styling your home, we're thinking about styling your outfits because for me at least that's something that's really fun and another way that I express myself. Um, So I've said number four, look on Pinterest for outfit style inspiration and then spend an afternoon sorting through your own clothes and trying out new ways of styling them. So again, you don't have to spend money on a new wardrobe. You can look for inspiration in magazines or on Pinterest, create a mood board, and then just have an afternoon where you sit down and you go through all of the clothes that you have yourself and and think about, as Marie Kondo would say, what sparks joy and what doesn't. If there is things in there that you don't feel pulled towards anymore, putting them in a bag for charity and then looking at the things you do have and and maybe like playing dress up a little bit and putting them on and trying out new ways of styling them and putting them together that maybe you haven't tried before. Number five is if you really do want to do something more artistic, um, take a sketchbook to a park or a coffee shop and just doodle while you have your lunch or doodle while you sit on a park bench or just buy yourself a little mini sketchbook and a pencil and put it in your bag and carry it with you. And when you are bored on the train, instead of scrolling on your phone, pull out your sketchbook and just doodle. You don't have to draw what you you see either. You can just draw what you feel or draw what comes to mind or just doodle your frustrations out or brain dump or whatever it is. But have that little space, that physical space of the sketchbook where you can express some of your creative ideas or start to tap into them a little bit more. Number six, I've said visit visit a museum or take a drive or walk on a local trail. Yes, those are two very different things, but the idea is about going somewhere and just taking a walk to soak in inspiration. So if you live near somewhere where there are a lot of museums, um, Again, when I lived in, in in London, a lot of the museums are free to go into. So this was something I like to do every so often, which was just like take a train to a part of the city that I hadn't been in and walk around a museum there and just take inspiration from the different things that were there. But if you don't live near somewhere that you can access a museum or the museums aren't free and you don't have the budget for a museum visit, you could just take a drive or go for a walk and just be present and mindful in that. Going somewhere different is really helpful as well because we tend to be more present when we're looking at and experiencing new things and just letting the inspiration come to you, whether that's Um, looking at the colors of the flowers and the leaves or even just listening to the sounds of the birds or the wind blowing through the, the trees, whatever it is, just letting yourself feel that experience and being inspired by it. And finally, number seven is create a scrapbook 
for old photos or memory scraps that you've saved up. So things like receipts and ticket stubs. Um, I have a tin in my cupboard that is full of photographs and old memory, memory scraps, as I like to call them, that I really, really want to put into a scrapbook and I haven't got around to it. That is one of the things on my creative date to-do list for this year. Um, Or alternatively, another fun one that I like to do every so often is to print out new photos or um, digital artwork and switch up the framed photographs and prints around my house. That can be a really creative thing again, and it plays back into Number three, where we were thinking about styling our spaces more creatively, just freshening up your home can like fill into that creative well and and spark a little bit of inspiration. So go around your home, collect all of your frames, um, print out some new photographs for them or download some digital prints. Um, Please purchase, do not take them from Google images or use royalty free images like from Unsplash or somewhere like that and just print out some new images, frame them, and then decide where you're gonna put those frames now that they have new images in them and they're styled a little bit differently. And it can just be a fun, creative styling activity to do without needing to be an artist. So there you go. Those are seven creative dates that you can try out this month. Very inexpensive. Most of them don't even require you to spend any money at all. If you liked this episode and these ideas, show the show some love by hitting subscribe or follow, depending on what podcast streaming platform you listen on, and by leaving a review or rating about the podcast and this episode. I'd love to hear what you're thinking about it, and I know other potential listeners would love to hear your opinion as well. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram and TikTok as at fillupyourcuppod. Head on over there, um, like our recent posts, leave a comment, send me a DM. If you enjoyed this episode, share um, episode post on your stories. Let your followers know that you're enjoying listening to Fill Up Your Cup Pod, whatever you feel pulled to do. And if you want more creative ideas, you can also check out my blog on laurajaneillustrations.com. There's loads of free um, printables, resources, and projects on there. Or if you want, you can also become a Patreon member and access weekly downloads and more creative resources and digital resources, things like ebooks, and also video tutorials for even more creative inspiration. Be sure to come back next week because I am sharing a very requested episode where I'm going to be sharing about how I built uh, an audience on Instagram and social media and used that to start creating a life that feels really good for me doing what I love as a freelance illustrator. So if you want to find out how I grew my audience on Instagram and everything that I did to help me get to where I am now in my creative business, be sure to hit subscribe and come back next week for that episode. Until then, I hope that you do something creative and you take yourself on a creative date this week and you show yourself some love this Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm.